Welcome, 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 everybody. This is D. Darrell with the Conscious Clientele at the practice. Happy that each and every one of you are here today. I am here with my brother D. G. Dizzle, who's about to come in. Uh, got him in the queue right now. We're going to definitely, definitely have a, a hot fire, nice um, particular topic today. We're going to talk about a variety of different things. Um, before I get started, I'd just like to say hello and, and happy to hear from everybody in the Conscious Clientele um i'm happy to be here on this friday i know i don't usually do um friday live streams usually thursday thursday saturday and sunday uh particularly today is going to be more of a, a more of a um an interview of getting to know g g, g dizzle and his his particular platform we're going to talk about uh, uh things he do as far as his profession and so forth education we're going to talk about self-improvement uh and so on we're also going to talk about a a few little manosphere type issues and so forth things are going on within black youtube so i think it's going to be a fun show it's going to be a cool show appreciate my brother for coming in what's up brother how you doing yo what's up can you hear me all right man glad to see you come in man glad to see you that you was able to make it in today i definitely um looking forward to interviewing you today so um to just get started, just kind of tell the conscious clientele about G Dizzle and as far as you being your content and so forth. I uh yeah, some of y'all probably know me by G Lowry. I changed the name of my channel to G Dizzle. That's actually my nickname from college. But um as far as my my channel that most of y'all are familiar with is really just a uh I like to call it a babbling channel. <laughs> where I talk about people who babble and then I engage in people engage in babbling nonsense. But basically babble is just my phrase for just, just a bunch of people in particular me just talking about whatever comes to mind. There really is no rhyme or reason with that channel other than to critique things that I see taking place in black culture for the most part. So, you know, that's kind of what I do on that channel. Okay, cool, cool. I mean, I'll be honest with you, G, I I known you by G. I didn't even know you had a channel. Uh, the G the G Dizzle channel was something because when I first heard it, I was like, damn, I know this dude. I've heard him in other spots before, but I just couldn't really touch it. And then then when somebody said, oh, this, I saw somebody put G Lowry in, I was like, damn, now I know what. I'm, now I remember. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. just a little bit as far as my first interaction with you, I remember seeing you on um. I don't know if you, were you on O'Shea's channel before? Yeah, I was on I was on his I was on like maybe one or two of his panels, probably like late last yeah. year or something like that. Yeah, that was yeah, I remember you saying that. And I think I'm if, I, if my memory don't serve me correct, I remember you on O'Shea. I don't know if you did BM. Did you ever go on BMT's channel? I think I was on there. I was on Obsidian's channel once, BMT. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Fantastic and Osha. I think they're the only panels I actually done. I've actually did. Oh, okay, okay. Because the the first time I think I heard it was a topic about uh something about biracial identity or something like that. Yeah, I don't really recall what it is, but I know every. I just remember every time Osha. Yeah, it, 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 it was something in regard. To, yeah. but, but I remember they were going at you. They was telling you something about um, your 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 um, racial identity or something like that. I didn't really. That was my actual first time actually, because I think you know you 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 come from uh, mixed race um, 
ancestry, right? From as far as your parentage and so forth, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a biracial mulatto, however you want to phrase it. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I say I, you black for me. <laughs> I just say you black, man. My, well, my position on that, you just black. You, you, it, 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 it all, it I mean, all, but it all depends, huh? You know, it all depends, you know. You know, when, when black people are doing yeah. good, I say I'm black. When black people are doing bad, I'll claim biracial. You know, it just depends. It flip-flops <laughs> with them. What's going on in the news? So. <laughs> well, my, my, my whole thing on that was that that was, that was when I first um, that was when I first seen you on there. But I, I've seen you in a couple other places. And then, I've you know, I've heard your name in, in various other situations where they, they um, mention your name and so forth. So when I first came around this new channel i heard you speaking i recognize the voice because you do have a unique you know your voice is a unique voice that kind of stands out and then i was like damn this brother making a lot of sense he, he actually sounds thinking the same stuff i would think and say you know so i'm like he, he definitely making a lot of sense so i i got to to listening to you and again and you're like I, I, be, I became interested i heard up and subscribed and so i've been basically checking you out pretty much all your live streams i'm actually usually listening to you from the clouds i may go in the chat here and there but I, I definitely definitely appreciate uh the type of content that you that you have and just pretty much speaking your mind using common sense you know and and that's that's definitely uh not common in this particular space so i do appreciate you for that so um what i like to do now is kind of if you could kind of tell me more about your uh your background as far as what you do in tech i'm, I'm very interested in in uh knowing more about your as far as your channel the things that you doing tech and so forth all right so um for those of you unfamiliar i actually have another youtube channel called tech g uh t-e-c-h-g-e-e -E -E. and uh we're, we're up to about 900 something subs it was a channel i started back in um april but this is a channel where i teach entry-level it like i'm talking about people who have absolutely zero background in it that entire channel is designed okay. to train people from the from the ground up to get them entry level search so that they can, you know, transition to an IT career or start a brand new IT career or whatever. And then I also talk about various uh, other topics concerning the IT or the IT profession based on um, my career, because I've been in STEM or IT for 18 years now. So that channel that channel was actually really started because of a because of an argument I had with a uh, Taz, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, yeah, I, matter of fact, <laughs> I didn't want to bring that, that up, but I remember yeah. that particular person. I, he because uh, I, I I'm not gonna name the name, but I remember that yeah. particular person bringing your name up when I browse around uh, when, uh, and so forth. He mentioned your name in unpleasant manners a few times, but I, I didn't want to well, touch on that, but I, 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 I did I hear him mention you. I give the story because I actually, I actually credit him for it. You know, so what it is, I was on, I want to say Obsidian's channel, and this is the first time me and uh, Taz, I don't know, I don't know if you like saying is that I drop names on my channel all the time, but it was the first time me yeah, and him ever had. Oh, okay, it's cool. It's cool. Well, it's cool. It, it was the first time he and I ever had an interaction, right? And so we kind of went at it, kind of heavy with each other, and then, you know, Taz was calling me to the carpet about. Well, you know, the, the infamous question, what are you doing for the black community? You know, that same question everybody throws out there. Yes. You try to question what somebody else is doing as to whether or not it's legit. 
So I said to him, I was like, well, I actually teach people IT and can educate people and have have done it for years. And then he was like, basically, he was trying to say, well, prove it. And at the time, I was like, I can't prove it because I'm like, what do you want me to do? Just hop on the phone and start calling random people right now. So I was like, all right, you know what I'll do? After after that, after that thing, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and start teaching it on YouTube because I had had some other people asking me about it before. So. I spent about six months gathering my materials, researching, trying to structure my website, presentations, blah, blah, blah. And then finally, I went ahead and uh, launched it back in April of this year. So and ever since I've launched it in April, I probably helped about 30, 40, 50 people get certified. And some of them, they'll send me oh, screenshots. Wow. Uh, I've, I, you know, through that YouTube channel, I've had companies reach out to me like nonprofit companies, uh, companies reach out to me to where they they pay me to do virtual training to educate like young, predominantly young black, uh, black teens, in particular black males, I should say, that are like, you know, trying to figure out what they want to do with their life. You know, they may be on the verge of graduating or trying to get a GED or they may be past high school age and they're like, you know, the early 20s. And so this particular company that I deal with, um, <clears throat> basically they reached out to me and they was like, Hey, can you come in and, you know, teach some classes and try to get these youngins, you know, interested in it. So matter of fact, I just recently wrapped up a class with them last week, uh, trying to teach some of these young people, wow. but you know, this, this is the type of stuff that I do. You know what I'm saying? So like I say, I know how, I know a lot of y'all feel about Taz, but I actually give him credit for sparking this in me because for the longest, I was like another YouTuber who just talk about the things that I do. Yeah, I do this. Yeah, I do that. But then I was like, well, you know, if people are going to call me to the carpet, I have to be able to actually demonstrate that I know what I'm talking about. So that's why I created an entire channel around this. And like I say, when people send me their information, you know, their certs or whatever, I post the screenshots. Be like, yo, <laughs> I'm actually out here doing what I say that's I do. Because this is what I've been doing for 18 years, you know, in some capacity. So. You know, shout out to Taz for that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny, though. It's, it's funny how the Negroes with no credentials I always want to show, want the people with the credentials to actually show receipts. That, that to me, that, that just baffles me. But I'm, I'm at the point now where uh, I'm like, look, I've shown enough and I don't owe you Negroes anything. So the bottom line is I, you can take it or leave it because I'm yeah. at this point. You know, you, I'm, who are you for me to show you anything? Or, you know, are, are you paying me to do a service for you? And if you're not paying me to do a service, then I don't have to show you anything. That's that's how I take it. But I do understand the, the reason because I, I basically whenever I do go live, particularly in one of my offices, I do in the background in a distance show that I have I have my degrees and my licenses on the wall. Yeah. So I use that as a as a um, as proof of evidence that I, I do exactly what I say I do. So I think that's enough. And And so I actually do things on site at, at some of my at, at a couple of my offices so that I can you know let people know so I'm like hey if, if that's not convincing enough nothing is I mean anything else more than that is, is breaking in the type of field that I'm in there's a, there's a certain level of confidentiality that you must have because I'm, I work in mental health and, and uh, uh, that's sensitive information and you can't um, expose somebody's private information just to you know in, in that sense so you know that that's ethical behind that so i commend you on doing it because you actually went a lot further than what i would do 
in that particular issue. Well, it was something <laughs> I, I was, it was something I was planning to do, but that was like the spark of motivation to actually do it. So that's why I actually initiated after my conversation with Taz. So <laughs> yeah, it gave you more motivation to to do that. Well, yeah, because you know. Well, you know, aside from just being a task thing, at the time when I was actually preparing mm -hmm. to put all my course material together, I was really thinking okay. how beneficial this could be for black people. Because, you know, we're always talking about okay. black YouTube, things we should be doing to try to help people, yada, yada, yada. And we know most of how we know 99% of the conversations are geared towards uh, 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 a very few topics. And I was like, well, I actually yes. know IT. I don't I don't just talk about IT from the from the perspective of this is the latest and greatest gadget or what do I think the trends are? I actually teach people what does how to how to convert stuff from binary to hexadecimal. What does this mean? What does this mean? The whole bolts and nuts of how these computers function all the way to networks and security. So that's where I felt like, well, this is how I can actually contribute to what I would like to see become a better black YouTube because right now, you know, okay. just like you, I'm not, I'm not really pleased with the direction of where I see things going and I think it could be so much better. So this is my contribution. Plus this is something that people could actually apply at the speed of right now. Like you can literally take my information, go out there, pass a cert, go get a job and, and be on the path to earning six figures in about five years. And I've seen it done countless times before, so this this wow. is this, you know this this is this is my contribution to the to the overall community. Whether I get wow. love and that's for it or not, this is just what I do. Yeah, yeah. Because one of the biggest things, the guys that I know that are in IT, uh, most of the guys tell me they don't see a lot of other black men in IT, for the most part. Guys that I personally know. Tell me that the places that they work don't have a lot of black people working in working in IT. Well, that's true. You see a few, but you don't see a lot. I, I don't, no. you know. I mean, I guess everybody's experience would be different, but the companies that I I know that they work in, uh, they work in some big, pretty large companies. Uh, they usually you don't see. You see, he said for the most part they see anywhere between maybe fifteen percent at the most, 10, 15 percent. Uh, 10, 15 percent. What black folks working in IT? Yeah, work, working in some of these companies. That's that's oh, basically no, no, what, on average. That's what I would hear. Oh no, that's less than that, man. It's only like it's only like seven percent black people in STEM across the board. No matter. Oh wow. You know, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're in the medical profession, engineering, whatever. It's only like seven percent. So, with, especially within IT, I can attest to that. Most of the jobs I've had in IT, I've only, I've been the only uh, quote unquote black person there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's oh, just wow. that's just kind of the way it is. You know what I mean? It's just not a whole bunch of us doing yeah, exactly, IT. Exactly, exactly. In comparison to every yeah. other group. I so um, before, before, we, before we continue, I like to give a shout out to K Coach and appreciate the five dollar super chat. Say keep up the good work. Appreciate that. So my thing is. Obviously, like you stated, you, you basically your work in itself can basically drive the interest of younger black men or, or, or you know, teenagers to maybe go into this particular field. Do you have any theory behind the lack of black people going into STEM or, or IT in itself? Uh, th there's a variety of reasons, but I think 
one of the biggest reasons is STEM is not really pushed onto uh, black children at an early age in comparison to other groups of okay. kids. Now, whether that's by design or whatever, but when you look at STEM programs in elementary school, middle school, dude, they're, they're just not, it's just not a whole bunch of black kids in them. Yeah, you'll see pockets here and there that can give the appearance, but like I say, once you step out and look at the greater scheme of things, it's just really not a whole lot of STEM now. Like I say, I don't know if that's by design because some schools aren't getting funding or maybe okay. parents just don't care and they're not interested in pushing their kids into it. And so if you don't push your children into it, there's 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 a you know the chances of them going into it on their own are going to decrease. It, it's a combination, you know, it's a combination of that stuff, but that later on plays out down down the line as to why the numbers are so low when it comes to STEM. It's just there's not a, there's a combination of a lack of exposure and or just a lack of people not being interested. And then another reason why you could think people might not be interested in it, because STEM, you know, you're going to have to get involved in math. <laughs> you're going to have to mm -hmm. you're going to have to study this stuff, learn this stuff. And some of it could be kind of boring, depending upon what it is you do. But, you know, let's just keep it real. It's. You know, if you, if, you know, I'm not trying to go down to this whole deep, this deep rabbit hole and start breaking out educational to statistics or whatever. But you look at the national statistics when it comes to black children, you know, we just don't dedicate a lot of time to studying. And then when you look at exactly. how we score in certain areas, math is just not one of our strong points as a culture, man. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. So all that stuff kind of directly ties into why the numbers are so low for STEM in comparison to all the other groups of people. You have to change this culture and make math and science and all that stuff cool. And then if you're in a school that's uh, underfunded, you know, not, not getting properly resourced, you have to take, take the initiative, in my opinion, and branch out and find other ways to get your kids or yourself learning this stuff, i.e. YouTube or you know, whatever little program you may be able to find around your way. But, you know, that's that's just kind of how I see it right now. OK, so so one of the things um, because I work in the, in schools a lot, I do contract uh, with, with a lot, lot of different school districts uh, that and I've seen I've seen two schools that had STEM programs and both of those schools, in my opinion, were underfunded. Mm -hmm. uh, for, for, um, they had a particular school date. They, they had a particular STEM program. And when I saw the facilities itself in which they were, you know, the school itself and the funding for it, it was both of those schools, even though they, they made the curriculum look all pretty, the pamphlets and all that stuff. But then when you went there to actually see the, the actual facility in live in person, I felt that, um, they they basically embellished on the actual uh, performance of the school in regards to the facilities and so on. So on. I, I was not impressed at what I saw. So I've, I've kind of, even though I, I do um, think that it's necessary to have STEM programs in school, the, the, the ones that I saw, I was I didn't think that they were, they didn't match. I'm just going to say the programs that they advertised didn't match what I saw in, in person. I, I just seemed like it was, I just, expected a lot more technological and you know just things just didn't it, it seemed like there was there was that was it was just not organized 
in the at the at the level that I thought it was going to be in regards to like in high schools. Particularly, I saw two high schools that had a like STEM program in it, but I I, I just felt that it was not um, created or ran effectively. Any any yeah. thoughts on STEM programs in school? Um, you know, the stuff you're describing sounds more like a lack of funding issue. Um, yeah. You know, if you don't have the funding to break out all uh, the, 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 the jazz to, to, to make this thing attractive to children, like basically like let's just say your STEM program is a is an empty classroom with some computers in there <laughs> and that's it. You exactly. Know, that's, that's, that's really not all the computers. Yeah, that's really not going to interest these young kids because you know, I got a son that's 14. He's in ninth grade. So, you know, to get him interested in STEM, I can't just sit him down in front of a computer and be like, I right, read this book. He's going to need something that actually mentally engages him to where he's learning how to build or program video games. He's learning. He's playing with little, you know, little robotics type of stuff. You know, you're going to need that type of funding. Mm-hmm. To, to spark the interest in these children, man, because you know that's just the way it is. Because you know they're so used to iPhones and 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 four G, five G internet and all the things you can do with that stuff that you can't just come in there with some clunky computer that looked like it came straight out of nineteen ninety five and talk about we're going to learn how the internet works. Like that's just not going to happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, you're going to need proper you know funding. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you stated that because I was my question was because I was going to I have a, a, a 15 year old. He just recently made 15 um, earlier this month. He's in the ninth grade also. And uh, I was going to ask you, what do you think is the best way of getting kids motivated in that? Because I would like my son to be somewhat abreast to, to tech or have some knowledge of it, although I know that that may not be his interest is that he wants to go to college to be in, to go into law. But I still think because of the way the future is and so forth, I think uh, because of the certifications, I think tech could be a nice side thing for him to possibly make money potentially, in the, you well, know, while he is in school or as a, as a backup plan. Well, you just 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 figure out what your son likes. Like, let's just say like my son, he likes to play video games, even though I took his uh, computer away because he got his uh, his progress report wasn't that great. So now he's on. He's sitting in his room staring at the wall right now. But find out what your kid is interested in. So let's just say <laughs> I've been like my son. My son, he's interested in video games. So I will approach it from the angle of, all right, well, let's learn. Let's see if we can figure out how to actually make a video game or what do we have to learn to make a video game? And then go out there. If you don't have this stuff in your school, go on you, man. YouTube is such a phenomenal resource, bro. I mean, I don't I don't really understand if, if people in black YouTube understand how vast. YouTube is and how much stuff you can learn out learn out there, but go to YouTube, go to Udemy, and try to see if you can find little cheap courses, whether they're free or you know they cost like ten bucks or something like that, and they have and see, try to enroll him in something where he can go out there and learn how to start coding stuff, making simple little video games, or if he's not into that, hmm. maybe he's just into taking pictures with his iPhone or whatever. Be like, hey, you know you can do all these wonderful things with your iPhone, but don't don't you want to learn how this how this device actually works? Like, why is it when you touch your finger on the screen, you're able to do X, Y, and Z on your phone? And what I'm saying is, if you start looking around for courses that are designed for young kids, you'll probably find some stuff. But I guarantee you'll find some stuff that um, you'll be able to find some stuff that may pique his interest 
because it's something that he's already doing for leisure. So try to tie it in to uh, relate the programming to his leisure activity already. And then that might pique his curiosity into wanting to learn more. Okay. I'm definitely going to take that into account because uh, he's definitely into the video games. That's, that's a biggie. He, um, he loved music. He loved video games um, and things of that sort. Um, you know, he likes the social media stuff that we, we have to kind of, I've actually toned down the, the social media prisons, but he, he definitely loved the video game stuff. So, and, and he likes sports. So maybe he may be interested, you know, cause he does play football. As a matter of fact, he had a scrimmage today that, um, I, I went and saw that, um, today. So he's, he's in football and everything. So maybe I can tie those particular things that he's interested in and, and, get him involved in something like that. So I, I, I'm curious because I think that um, there has to be a point that as far as us as a community, we have to drive our young black men to do, to do more, to be more ambitious and not to be so complacent in, in mediocrity or less than mediocrity. And, and I think that it's a big problem because our our black males are not graduating like they should. The graduation rate is dismal. And so we, we, we have this thing with this prison, this school to prison pipeline. There's a lot of things that are going in the negative. And I do think if we have more brothers like yourself who are taking that expertise and teaching others so that we don't we have to in somewhat fight these negative trends and turn them into positive trends. And so I think the early we do that is probably the better what what do you think in regards to let me just ask you this question do you think the lack of interest in tech or or, or just the fact that as far as in our community now I, I heard you say something about exposing the children earlier okay what, what, what do you think about incorporating some level of tech let's say in, in let, let's say um, in grade school or middle school what do you you think about that? Uh, it's already there in grade school and middle school. Some some schools actually already oh, have. Okay. Yeah. Some there are some where I live at down here in Florida, they're starting off kids in some schools, you know, predominantly white and Hispanic schools. Um, they're already starting them off in tech programs and like as early as like seventh and eighth grade. So matter of fact, there's a school that um I kind of sort of do some work with. Um they already have a program set up to where by the time these kids graduate high school, basically what it is, ninth grade, they'll they'll get like a, a IT cert called IT fundamentals. A lot of the same stuff I teach on my YouTube, by the way, but they'll get the IT fundamental cert by the time they're in 10th grade, you know, assuming they do everything they're supposed to do, they'll have their A plus cert. By the time they hit their junior year, they'll start working with a community college out here called Valencia then they should be able to get their network plus cert. By the time they hit their senior year, they'll get their security plus cert. And then while they're doing all of this, they'll actually get uh, all this, the junior and senior account towards them having an associate's degree. So by the time it's all said and wow. done in some of these schools down here, these kids will graduate with four IT certifications, entry-level certs, the same ones I, I teach, uh, an associate's degree and their high school diploma. To where they can come out, go straight into the workforce, making like $20, $25 an hour starting off. 18 to 24 months later, they're probably double their income 
five to 10 years, they could be making close to six figures. And this is not even going to college. So this stuff is already out there. The problem is, mm-hmm. it's not with a lot of black children. They're not getting exposed to it. And like I said, exactly. it's a combination of they don't have the funding, the resources, or parents just aren't interested in putting their kids in these programs because parents maybe are intimidated by the word tech. They don't know. Or yeah. they just they are something they are. I've, I've, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of different reasons out there, man. But regardless, if you want to thrive in this economy, because you see you see what happened with the the uh, the social distancing <laughs> and how that's wrecked havoc on the economy so far in terms of everybody's working from home. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's a high school around the corner from me. Um, they just shut the they just shut the entire high school down. And said everybody's doing virtual learning now. All teachers, all staff, all students, everybody's working from home now because I guess a couple more cases popped up at this school. So guess what? Guess what's driving the virtual learning? STEM, tech. The reason you and I are able to communicate via StreamYard here on YouTube is because somebody like myself or Keep It Techie who's in the chat or somebody else who, who does IT, we're the ones keeping this network alive and coding up all this stuff. Basically, what I'm saying is there's billions on top of billions to the trillions of dollars in this industry. And the way this economy is moving and the way this world is shifting, if you don't learn this stuff, you don't have to learn it to the level that I know it or keep it techie. But if you don't even have just a basic understanding to where this stuff is like, it's kind of like knowing your ABCs and one, two, threes. You could just recognize and understand simple, basic computer concepts. You're going to get left behind. Because nobody's nobody's stopping to grab mm-hmm. your hand and all the woe is me, eyes can't learn. Man, that stuff is going out the window, especially when you can go on the YouTube exactly. and, and get damn near a full-blown education through YouTube for free 99. So you, you, you have to you have to learn this stuff. And the earlier you, you learn it, the better in a, in a position I believe you'll put yourself in to uh, effectively compete when it's time to step out on your own. Okay. Now, now, one of the things that I look at and I notice, particularly because I went to a historically black college and university, um, and I think that as far as African-Americans, there's, there's far too many of us in social service or, or the, the social sciences. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of us get into education, even myself. I mean, I have a psychologist degree and a, a counseling degree or a counseling psychology degree and I noticed when when I with the graduations that I went to that I that I attended even my own graduations both of those graduations in college when it came to to degrees in education psychology social work social sciences things of that sort uh, administration it made up a lot of the graduates when you looked at stuff in regards to uh, uh, information systems or computer computer engineering, very few people graduated in those, in those fields, you know, and, and, and you know, and I think that was, I think, because to me, I just think that it was disproportionately, uh, you know, in, in certain areas, you know, and I think that that's a problem. I think that, that to, to show two or 300 graduating in one field, but then when it comes to these STEM programs, you got people graduating out of these particular fields that that to me poses a, a, a problem 
and already within those colleges and university, particularly when I was in college at Southern University, I mean, I think the women out enrolled the men like what um, four to one, something like yeah, that. Right. You know, it was yeah. it was it was more higher. You know, and it's probably even higher now. But go ahead. No, nah, I agree. I went to an HBCU as well. I went to Tuskegee University. So it was when I was going to school okay. out there back in 98, 2002, for every one male on campus, it was like five females. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I, I believe it. But exactly. um, with the uh, the STEM, the, the majoring in these like humanities education programs, look, in my personal opinion, like if you go get a psychology degree or or, or something like that, do it's in my opinion it's, it's kind of worthless until you get like a a doctorate in it you know what i'm saying a master's degree uh, well yeah. yeah i mean like I, look, i'm not i'm not the expert but i'm just saying have, with psychology, to, in, in psychology you have yeah. to have a, you have to have, have a specialty you have to have a master's oh, okay. to 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 uh, specialize in something yeah oh, okay. but yeah so, i mean to me I, and i oh go ahead i'm sorry no but i was about to say that i know i know quite a few people with those types of degrees but they never go on to the mm -hmm. graduate level or to the PhD level. So I don't know what they're really doing yeah. with those degrees. I mean, and now Nothing. once upon a time, those degrees were cool coming out of like the seventies era. But, you know, when we had a whole bunch of, you know, various in your more in your face issues than, you know, we currently have today when dealing with the system and demand and all that stuff, you know, as far as my personal opinion is concerned, but, if you're not going to the graduate level or to the PhD level with those degrees, I don't know what you're doing. You know, I mean, I, I think you, I think you just wasted your money because what do you, what do you, I mean, yes. yeah, you'll find some onesies and twosies that can get out there and do some great things with it. But that's, that's becoming uh, far and few in between these days when companies are really looking for degrees that are directly related to all this tech or STEM in general. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I mean, one of the things I do, um, particularly when I um, talk to young kids, particularly college students and so forth, and even because see, I also within I also have a license also that I train, uh, um, and my my facility that I I have in my main office, I actually train uh, bachelor's level professionals and master's level that are seeking to have a. Uh, you know, seeking a, in the mental health, in the mental health profession. And particularly yeah. when I'm talking to the, the, the ones that are, are in, in uh, their undergrad, I talk to them about if you're getting a psychology degree, if you're not trying to go to, if you're not trying to become a, a master's level clinician or get a PhD and be licensed in it, you're wasting your time mm -hmm. because that the, Basis of a psychology degree is basically teaching you the foundation of what you can use to make it easier for you to study other higher level disciplines in psychology. If you're yeah. if you're basically thinking, oh, I'm just going to go and get this degree and go get a job. You just wasted seventy, eighty thousand dollars that, you know, it, 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 and to be honest with you, with that psychology degree or and so forth, you, you you're very limited in the type of jobs that you can get. So I, I do think that when you look at it you have to have some level of academic adv advisement mm -hmm. in regards to what you're doing and not just seeking a, a degree just because 
because that's just basically a waste of time when, when you look at well, it from that standpoint. I think it starts yeah. earlier than that, man. I think it's going to have to start with parents kind of telling their kids what they're going to go to school for. <laughs> I mean, I don't I'm, I'm a, I mean, I, I'm just being real with you. I'm of the mindset that I tell my son, like I'm like, well, my son gets ready to go to college if he goes to college. I'm like, as long as I'm paying for it, you can major in anything as long as it's STEM. <laughs> like, like th that's it. Either STEM or law. Like, other than that, I'm not paying for any other useless degree. You're going to do STEM or law. That's it. Because those are the only things that kind of matter in this in this world now. I mean, like I say, unless you're well, going go to healthcare. Well, yeah, well, you know, healthcare that fall that kind of falls up under STEM as well. But um, but okay. what, what I'm saying, yeah, you know, the sciences and all that science, you know, doctors are, you know, they could they be classified as in the science realm a little bit. But but yeah, healthcare. Yeah, okay. But even even if you, like you say, even if you're going to do the psychology thing, which is technically could fall up under STEM as well. But it doesn't matter yeah, until you hit the graduate, until you hit the graduate or the PhD level. And so I think parents exactly. need to kind of like have talks with their kids, like, all right, this is the way the world's going. I know you want to do this. You want to do this. That's great. But we need to get realistic here. Like, OK, if you got a son that's in high school and you know he sucks at basketball and there's no need in feeding him a bunch of hoop dreams that might not come true. I'm not saying that he can't go out there and try to play, <laughs> but, you know, if you're you, you you're going to know if your son's good enough to go play at the college level or not. And if you recognize he's not that good. Yeah, you know, pretty it's, pretty early. Time, it's, pretty, yeah. It's, it's pretty much time to sit down and talk about life after high school, what's realistic and what's going to help him survive and thrive and hopefully prosper. I mean, you got to have these conversations early and even like I say, having these conversations early, talking to your kids like, look, I'm not paying for you to go to school to major in history. You can go read books at the library for free and become a history buff all you want. You're not going to be able to do anything exactly. with this degree in real life. And I'm, I'm just not going to waste my money affording, you know, assuming that you're paying for your kids college, college education. You know, this is just stuff I'm not going to do. I, I wholeheartedly agree, man, because to me, it's nothing worse than um, you basically graduating from college and, and, and you can't do any and your degree is worthless. I mean, I, yeah. I've, I've seen people go into deep, you know, I'm in mental health. And I've dealt in mental health situations where there are these college, these kids were in college, they went to these high level universities and so forth. And then they get out of, they graduate from college with these high hopes of doing this and that. And they have difficulty finding jobs. They find out that their degree is not um, amicable to, to a, a high paying job that's conducive to the, you know, basically online in line with the actual expense of them paying back those student loans and so forth <laughs> so that that can be very difficult for a young professional to deal with the fact that i just spent a hundred thousand dollars on a degree and i can't find a job paying me more than twenty dollars an hour that that's 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 very difficult for someone to to swallow and, and that's a reality there are a lot of people with with education that are that are underpaid because are based on their educational level. But the fact of the matter is that the, the demand for that actual skill skill set or your knowledge set just doesn't fit this economy. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, so that's, that's, it's, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it just doesn't. And, and, you know, I tell them, you know, I, I tell kids all the time and you want to go in this field, 
this is the path you're going to have to take to make money. This, this is, you, you know, I understand. I, I want to, you know, you know, kids can be very idealistic. You know, I, I, I mean, we all are idealistic at some point. You know, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then the reality comes, you know, and it, it's just not, you know, it's just not the, the reality sets in and you're like, damn, you know, it's not what I thought it was. So um, that's just that's just it. So so kind of talk to me about within the tech field. What do you see some of the, the, the trends that are going to as far as tech changing the economy? Do, do they have any trends that we should be aware of as far as in the next five to 10 years as far as where it's, where tech is going? Yeah, you need to be aware of AI, artificial intelligence, and the robots coming to replace your job. <laughs> Especially if you're like a, a low-skilled oh, wow. worker who has a whose job has a high turnover rate. So I put it like this. So um, everybody knows Amazon. Amazon, that's like the greatest store in the world. I shop there all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they just make my life yeah. so much easier, right? But Amazon, they're trying to bring back the they're trying to quote unquote reinvent the concept of the brick and mortar store. Well, they already, they already sort of kicked it off. So they got these stores called Amazon go. Uh, they got like a couple of them spread out throughout the U S but basically you walk into the store, there's no employees that work in there other than the people who stock the shelves. You just go in there, grab what you want and literally walk out the store. And then they got it all set up with all this super high tech stuff. Well, they, it can, re it can read exactly what you picked up off the shelf and then it has like a, I would say probably about like a 99% accuracy rate for charging you accordingly. But just think about all the people that work in the grocery store that you go to now, managers, cashiers, guess what? Their jobs have just been replaced. Uh, you go to your local Walmart right now. I'm pretty sure you, you're starting to see way more, more and more self-checkout aisles than, um, than um, cashiers that work there. Guess what? Those are computers right there, right? You might pay $50,000 for one checkout machine, but guess what? That checkout machine never needs a break, doesn't give you no attitude, doesn't need no health care, no benefits, no promotions. All it needs is for somebody to come in there and tune it up every now and then, make sure it's doing what it's supposed to do. Guess what? Now you just replace the chick or the dude that works at the checkout aisle that's, that's begging for $15 an hour. You want to talk about fast food? Down here in Orlando, where I live at, we got the world's biggest McDonald's. You walk up in there, they don't even have people taking your order anymore. They have what I call giant iPads or big kiosks. You just go up to the kiosk, punch your order in like it's a giant iPad. It sends the order to the back of the kitchen. Somebody whips it up. You go sit down and somebody delivers their food, their food to your table. Well, guess what? There's no there's no need for a cashier that they got to pay eight, nine, ten bucks an hour to run the cashier. And even with the people in the back. There are some restaurants right now where they're incorporating robots that can actually fry French fries and flip hamburgers and make them and wrap them up and package them in the whole shebang. So, and that's just, and like I said, and look, this is just across the board. Don't even let me get started on driverless uh, uh, cars that, that drive themselves because once they figure out how to um, perfect this 5G technology uh, in terms of how far 5G can actually spread out across the network before the signal weakens once they figure out how to do that to where it's on par with 4g it's going to be a wrap b you're going to see you're going to see a whole bunch of driverless trucks and cars all of this within the next 10 years if they get this 5g thing in in check like like um like they're wanting to get in check because they already have the technology to 
to allow for cars to drive themselves now over short little distances. But I'm yeah. not trying to really go. I guess I have to explain 5G and 4G. I'm, I'll just I'll just explain what's what's holding this up real quick. So 4G technology has a far greater radius as to how far the signal can travel. That's why you can go pretty much all over any city, all up into the suburbs. You still have a strong 4G signal. 5G, it only has like a max. You can only go about 300 feet away from a 5G tower before your signal fades away. And then there's other issues with buildings, trees, and even rain interfere with the signal. But once once these engineers overcome that aspect where the 5G signal can go just as far as the 4G signal without being interfered by weather and buildings, and et cetera, like that, that's when you're going to see all these robots and artificial intelligence really taking over and starting to go into what I predict is going to go into overtime, replacing a lot of low-level jobs. And this is even going to trickle up to or, or go up to so-called uh, high-level jobs, white-collar workers, to where I was talking to a, a woman that she's a lawyer for the federal government. They can automate parts of her job away, and she's a lawyer. Like you, I'm sure you heard of a website called LegalZoom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can go in there and you can file all kind of paperwork without actually having to have a lawyer physically sit down and do it. So this is where I see the economy going with technology and how it's going to have a direct impact on people as to why tech and STEM is, is going to become more and more important, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, because it can literally be the difference between are you employable or are you on the verge of living up under a bridge? Like that's the world we're going into. We're, we're, we're like we're there now, but we're gonna step it up even more. So that's how I see it going, man. Wow, that's that's a lot, man. That's it's, it's actually kind of scary because this this is the issue that I look at in regards to automation and so forth. Is that I, these these advancements are are needed and I think that they're definitely I don't want to stop progress but do you think that there's there's going to be a point in which the output of these particular advances um may drive a lot of people to unemployment and so I'm I'm wondering are there going to be enough jobs for those particular people that were once handling these lower level jobs where they're going to have to transfer into other needed fields do you I mean well, what, what do you think about that occurring from an economic standpoint well, they're already starting to do it now, thanks to COVID. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, COVID has really shown what the future could potentially look like. Because on my other YouTube channel, Tech G, I got people who come over there, sign up for the stuff I got or sub to my channel that are in this predicament right now where they've lost their job due to this virus and their job may not be coming back. And they see the way the how everything is becoming more technologically inclined. So I got dudes over there like 30, 40, 50 years old who are just starting learning tech right now from the from the ground up so that they can try to get in where they fit in. But you're going to is job displacement going to happen? Of course it is, because these companies, they're out to make as much money as they can and save as much money as they can at the same time. And what's one of the biggest expenses of any company? It's the it's the human employee that you have to pay. That's one of the biggest expenses. I mean, I got a family member right now. He got laid off during this COVID thing. IT guy, because even IT is not safe, making like one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. They had to lay him off because his salary was too much and the company was taking too much of a hit due to this whole virus thing. But even with the shift in technology, 
yeah, there's going to be people are going to get they're going to get displaced, man. So you're either going to have to learn this stuff and try to get in where you fit in. And then the other thing that's going to happen, there's probably going to be a bunch of, you know, especially if you get a Democrat elected, it's probably going to be a bunch of social programs. You know, that's kind of like what Andrew Yang, the Asian guy was talking about with UBI, where he uh -huh. wants to pay everybody a thousand dollars a month. You know, in theory, it sounds good. And I understand why he's saying it, but I don't know how plausible that is. Uh, basically, if, if you go if you go back and watch what Andrew Yang was talking about before he dropped out, he was like he wants to initiate this thing called UBI, Universal Basic Income. Now, this is actually something they do in other countries. When I was overseas in the Mideast, they was doing this in Kuwait. They was doing this in uh, Qatar and other various countries where if you're a natural born citizen, they paid you a stipend each year just because you were a natural born citizen off of the oil money that they were making. If you go to Alaska now, if you're a resident of Alaska, they'll give you an annual stipend off of the oil profits they generate up there. Well, Andrew Yang, the Asian dude, he was trying to say, well, America's quote unquote oil is technology. And you look at the profits, Facebook, Amazon, Google, how much money they generate. He was like, these people, all we got to do is implement what is called a VAT tax, a value added tax, siphon off like 10 percent of all their transactions. That'll be enough money to generate to pay everybody a thousand dollars a month tax free. And the reason Andrew Yang was pushing this is because he's out here arguing that technology is going to displace a lot of people to where they're going to be the economy permanently because jobs aren't coming back or people might be too old to learn a new skill and try to get into the IT. So that's kind of that's, that's what Andrew Yang is arguing for. And that's kind of where I think this might go when you have a bunch of job displacement due to tech. You're going to have people, you're either going to have to get into tech or get in something that's directly linked to tech somehow. Or, you know, if you're a low skill worker, mm -hmm. I, I don't know what you're going to do. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't really know mm -hmm. what you're going to do. I mean, I, at this present moment, I can't. Mm -hmm. It's kind of if you don't learn this stuff or you're not able to find another job or, you know, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a somewhat of a scary world out there in the next decade. I mean, just look at it now. It's already. 30, yeah. what was it like? 30 million people unemployed, maybe higher. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of these were low level workers, low skill workers. So, what do you think is going to be like when tech steps up and artificial intelligence becomes even more powerful than it currently is today? And then they advance this 5G so that these, these robots and these driverless cars can go out there and do their thing. What do you think it's going to look like then? So exactly. I've noticed in my own vehicle, yeah, my, my vehicle has a thing in it, has a program or a, 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 um, some type of capability that if I do something incorrectly, it'll kind of take control and yeah. make me go back into the lane or something like that. I forgot what that's called, but it, it, a matter of fact, I noticed yesterday I was, um, I don't know what I was doing, but I was driving on a, a four lane highway, and I think I was the way I was, I think when I turned. I was making a turn. I think I was too close to another vehicle. And what it did was it automatically shifted me to the left so I wouldn't get too close to the other vehicle. Yeah, they got, basically it's just a whole bunch of sensors in there. But now just imagine. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Now just imagine you're driving down the highway and everybody's driving, quote unquote, driving in the car. But they're like laying down, reading the book or they're not even hands on the wheel. Because this 5G technology allows for these cars to communicate with each other in real time to where they can, quote unquote, talk to each other 
to, to minimize accidents. Like, dude, they're like we're literally working on this stuff day and night as we speak. Um, you know, you can go look up a story called the uh, the the robot truck that drove itself cross country carrying 40,000 pounds of butter and didn't have any accidents. Like this just happened last year. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not trying to scare everybody with the with the with the the reality of the the Terminator coming true with the robots coming, but I'm just saying that <laughs> this is the world we live in, and this is the world that you know with tech is only like seven percent black people actively involved in it, and so <laughs> you have to you have to you have to get in where you fit in and learn how to use this stuff so that you can remain competitive. Because it's not, I'll tell you, black culture is going to get further and further left behind even further than what people currently believe it is now you know what i mean yeah i i agree man and, and we, we just we have to be on pace or you're going to definitely definitely be left behind that's that's definitely uh uh something we have to as a community deal with so okay so i mean i i definitely appreciate you know the as far as your level of of, of uh information that you've given and, and your outlook on things because I, I look at it like it seems like every decade or so, there's always these major things that that tech produce. You know, um, you know, the internet was a big thing. You know, back in the '80s, you know, you had Apple computer and and and, and so forth. In the '80s, late '80s, I mean, the the '90s, Microsoft and so forth. Then you know, you, you see the the internet, and then comes the social media stuff and the, the apps and all this different stuff like that. So it just seems like the more technology that 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 occurs it is is more like we have to it, it becomes more and more in in uh ingrained into american culture in order to operate and 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 to operate these devices you have to have a certain level of skill to operate things as it increases over time yeah um yeah i mean you're going to have to have some type of skill i mean outside of just you know, dealing with consumer devices. I mean, I mean, look, look I got a, my, I got two kids. So my youngest son is five. He's had a, my, my youngest son has been working an iPad and an iPhone since he's been like two years old. So, you know, he's already two years old, knows how to get busy on these devices. Well, when he was two years old, he knew how to get busy on these devices already. But, but you're right, man, you're going to have to, like, I reiterate this. Nobody's saying that everybody has to become computer scientists, computer engineers, IT, you know, network engineers, cybersecurity pros. Nobody's saying all that. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying you're going to have to become literate in this to some degree as to how literate you are with learning your ABCs. Meaning you go learn, you go to school, learn your yeah. ABCs, your one, two, threes. In addition to that, they need to be teaching you basic computer stuff as well. <laughs> like it's going to yeah. have to be it's almost like second nature with this. It's thing. almost it's almost like it's just as the necessity to have a driver's license to be yeah. certified in a certain, you know, thing. You know, you, you have to have a, a tech certification just like you have a a driver's license in order to drive. It's just that you're you're operating a certain, you know, in a, a, a certain field as far as the technology and things that 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 those particular um, devices involve as opposed to you driving a vehicle. So. It's yeah. just going to become. It's just going to be a common thing that's just needed in American society, for, you know, for the upcoming generations. Well, this is it's, it's really going to be so, a common thing for any first world nation. So it's not just America, but it's going to be America, yeah. Canada, Europe, South Korea. 
even Africa, you know, Africa got all these Chinese people coming in there doing development yeah. to the land. Guess what? They're going to want some, you know, it's 2 billion people that live on a continent. Only 240 million people have access to the internet in Africa. Well, guess what? They're all going to want some internet access so they can get out here and do e-commerce and all this stuff. Guess what? It's going to open up a whole world of opportunities for IT people to go lay down the foundation in the motherland. You know what I'm saying? So guess who's going to, you know, that, that's a that's a golden opportunity for a lot of people who want to go back to Africa to get it popping. You know, instead of you going back to Africa and just being another mouth, they got to figure out how to feed. You can go over there and lay down the foundation for their booming e-commerce or their booming Internet that's about to come in the next decade or so. So, you know, you got to you got you to look, look at the, the greater picture here. But, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. You, you definitely opened my my mind to like, man, what the future Maybe like in five to ten years, it's going to be probably totally different than what we're seeing right now. You know, as far as how things progress. So, I like to say I like the way you pretty much explain it, and you kind of create a a picture of of how things are going to look. And I mean, I've seen certain tech channels, and they're very. You, you seem to be able to make things somewhat simplified to understand, as opposed to because many of the tech channels. I'm gonna be honest with you a lot of the tech channels that i've saw it's far too technical for me and, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm i mean i'm computer literate and so forth but they go more into like I, I guess if you're not working in the field i don't know what you're talking about you know what i'm saying like if a person you're explaining it in a manner that if you don't know anything about tech i, I can somewhat get a get a drift of what you're you're, you're saying it kind of makes sense many yeah. of the what, what i'm gonna just say one of the reasons i have issues seeing some of the and I do watch some techno. I usually watch channels in which they uh, buy the the equipment and they show you how things work or different programs and stuff like that. But sometimes I get lost in the technical stuff where they're saying yeah. different terms and they're talking about this and that and megabyte this and then I'm like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I kind of right, tuned off. I mean, I still try to it. yeah, yeah. No, that was a, that. That's a that's a. That's a skill set I actually had to learn, man. I learned that when I was in the military. So I was in the military for 13 years and actually taught entry level IT when I was in the military. So, and I used to teach it to a bunch of people who didn't know anything about computers. You know, kind of same thing I do on my YouTube channel, but that was a skill set I had to actually learn because you're right. You'll go to a lot of YouTube channels that talk tech. They're, they're, they're talking as if their entire audience works in IT and understands those terms. That's not going to work exactly. if, you're trying to, if you're trying to reach out to the everyday person. You have to translate this stuff into layman's terms. And it's funny you mentioned that because there was somebody, uh, a white chick, who came onto my channel the other day, my Tech G channel, and left a comment. She was like, she was like, I've been trying to understand the concept of UDP and TCP. B basically, these are two protocols that kind of describe how information is sent from one computer to another. I'm not going to, I'm not going to explain it. You go watch my video on that. But the way I explained it to her, I explained it to her in terms of how watching a live stream on YouTube works as opposed to how watching a pre-recorded video on YouTube works. And it was something she knew. Everybody knows live streaming and everybody knows what a pre-recorded video is, but nobody had ever related it in what UDP and TCP means in such an easy concept that anybody could grasp. And so this is a skill set I had to learn over the years because there was once upon a time I used to speak in tech lingo or military jargon nonstop. 
And I, I found myself around people who didn't know what the hell I was talking about. So I had to figure out how to make this relatable. And so that's one of my, I like to say, I like to brag on myself a little bit. I think that's my appeal to teaching tech is that, yes, I'll go over and I'll talk about bytes, megabytes, petabytes, all this stuff. But then I'll turn around and explain it in such a manner that anybody can understand what's going on. Like when I say, say the word throughput, people are like, what is throughput? Well, throughput is how fast the ones and zeros travel across the wire or through the Wi-Fi <laughs> so that you can do whatever it is you're trying to do on your computer. Then they'll be like, oh, that makes sense. So, you know what I'm saying? But you, you have to do that. And you're not going to, just like you, I don't see a lot of dudes going into that detail to explain it in layman's terms to to attract a wider audience who can keep up with the conversation as it's happening, you know? Hmm. Okay. Hello, are you there? Yeah, yeah I'm here. Can you hear okay, me? Okay. So, so my, okay. Yeah. It, it kind of faded out a little bit, but I, I can hear you now. So, so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I do appreciate you for that. Cause I mean, I can definitely, that, that was the issue I had with, 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 uh, attempting to look at certain channels as far as how they communicate, how they're able to communicate the information and whether it can resonate in the minds of, of people who are, are watching and, and can, see how they can apply that, you know, and so on. So because YouTube is big on how to, you know, things that can show you how to do things, you know, so I think that that that's very important. And and so, yeah, I, I definitely appreciate you doing that and, and definitely going to tune in on that other channel and, and, and learn more things for myself. I'm, I mean, I'm, I won't say I'm tech savvy, but I know enough to to get by and function for what I have to do as far as in my career and so forth. But I do, I would like to learn more and, um, and just be more, you know, just be more advanced in certain things. You know, you can't, you can never learn too much. So yeah. And that's really the purpose of the channel is like I say, I created the channel mostly to attract black people to try to teach them it, even though I think I have, uh, a I think I think my audience is probably more predominantly other people than black people. But mm -hmm. like I say, the, the main objective when I do talk and teach over there, I'm I'm trying to talk and just like Red Pill said, Red Pill says one professor told him you're not an expert on anything until you can explain something to someone who has no idea what you're talking about. That's what I'm trying to do on that channel is like because I don't, I don't want, you know, a lot of black folks, I think they're intimidated by tech. They think it's too hard. I'm trying to show them like, yo, it's really not as hard as you think it is. The hardest part is just sitting down to learn it. But I'm trying to explain it in such elementary terms as best I can that hopefully it sparks interest in some of these black folks to where they think where they can see themselves doing this. Like, oh, OK, that makes sense. Yeah, I think I can do this. You know what I mean? So that, that's yeah. really how I'm trying to present the information on my channel. Yeah. OK, well, I think I'm glad you're doing that because what you're doing is you're not engaging in, and to me, the the other types of black YouTube type genres that you can actually, you know, that's easier to get into, and so forth. And and I know particularly in this particular space, you have your typical types of of uh, genres or areas of, of 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 content that people typically, particularly in this 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 sector of YouTube, that go in, but particularly because you kind of dabbled in that particular sector a little bit, 
you, you kind of look at what what are the more popular things to go into. And I'm gonna be honest, even for myself, mental health is not the most popular, uh, particularly for for black people, is not the most popular topic and genre to go into. And I, and I and I agree that tech probably falls in line with that too, because if you're in this particular particular sec manosphere and so forth. You see people talking about red pill, this and that. You're seeing um, relationships, you know, stuff like that, all about relationship, gender war issues, different, you know, just all kinds of stuff like that. And so it's, it's good that you have a state of mind to look at. I'm, I'm doing something out of the out of the box. Yeah. Um, my thing is, you know, just like you stated, there are certain topics in the black mental sphere that are guaranteed to get your views and get your money. Gender wars, crying about white people all day long. Uh, what else? <laughs> like another celebrity gossip. You know what I'm saying? Th those things will get you views and money all day long. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't do it. I'm not saying that it's not needed because I enjoy listening to some of the stuff myself. My problem is I don't think there's a balance with real actionable content that black folks can actually utilize at, at damn near the speed of right now to implement into their lives. Cause I mean, okay, we can talk about relationships all day long, how to be a high value man, how to avoid scrag strags and how to, you know, how to get your swag up and get your, get your paper up. Like that's, that's all cool. But what can you actually do right now to actually fix you? Especially if you're going to focus in on black men, what do you, what can you do to fix you right now? Get it popping. And I'm not saying it is the answer. I'm saying everybody has an answer out there because I always tell content creators, I'm like, you can do your ratchet content, you know, your black YouTube content, because I don't plan on stopping my black YouTube ratchet content. But if you have another skill, why not make content around that skill? Start another channel. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? So that you can offer balance. Or if you're somebody who hangs out in the chat all day and you're like really thorough at, at, I don't know, making T-shirts, you know, the whole design process or, you know, you know how to work with your hands doing some handyman stuff. Why would you not want to make a channel showing that? Because you can make boot. Do you know how many handyman channels I watch on YouTube because I'm into home improvement? Yeah, I, I watch them too. I'm, I'm a thousand. I watch them too. You can yeah. make boot boots. Matter of fact, I, yeah, man, I, I watch handyman stuff all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Every Matter of fact, I had to, to watch one to change yeah. the, the, the filter on my air conditioner. <laughs> yeah. Every time I want to learn how to fix something around my house, I always go, go to YouTube first. And 99% of the content that I see is of white people or Hispanics showing me how to fix the stuff that I'm trying to fix. Where are all the black dudes out there? All the black content creators. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that there aren't any out there because there obviously are, but there should be a whole lot more because I'm pretty sure it's a whole bunch of people who know how to get busy out here doing some handyman stuff. You make you a channel around that, man, you can get it popping out here, make your little money on YouTube and, and do all kinds of stuff, man. But, and, and, but more importantly, I believe provide the balance that's lacking. Cause right now we're just lopsided. We're just talking about white people and, and black women and, and, and high value men all day long. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> Everybody can't, look, it has to be more to the conversation than just that, you know? Yeah, and, and the off behind the scenes gossip. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Everybody want to beef and yell and scream and hop on panels and argue. I'm just like, I think about my son. My son's 14. 
when he gets a little older, he starts venturing to these YouTube streets. I would like for him to see a balance instead of just a bunch of niggas yelling and screaming at each other or going in on black women or black men. I would like for him to see more stuff, you know, if, if he ever ventures into this, this, this so-called black YouTube space, you know what I'm saying? I just want more balance. So, I mean, that's just how I so am. You know, let me ask you this question. Yeah, I want I want to ask you a particular question because it, it applies to both sectors. It, it applies to you being in in uh, in tech and also being in you know the manosphere space and, and black YouTube. Let's say you're browsing around YouTube and you see a content creator talking about something tech re related. Okay, let's say something uh, a title of it's called Red. I mean, Blue Pill Simp uses tech. In a way to get a black chick or something, you know, just some, you know, some of the stupid, you know, some of those stupid titles that <laughs> he he blue blue pill simp impresses black woman with tech skills. <laughs> and so let's see, you 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 see that, and then you got people who claim they red pill come on a panel and they're arguing about tech. Okay, now you listen to them arguing about tech. Either of the either of the participants are experts in areas that you are an expert in or, or have a high, high level of knowledge and skill in. You go up in the panel to correct them, but they argue with you and tell you you don't know what you're talking about. Your degrees and your training don't mean nothing. So uh -huh. how would you handle that, G D? <laughs> well, well, first thing. I don't even know if I would go up on that panel if I made that if I made that assertion about them, because at this point with black YouTube, man, you got to understand that this is just more of an entertainment thing. And a lot of dudes, you, you have yeah. a lot of you have a lot of wild characters that just pop up on panels that just talk some of this crazy stuff, try to try to make it seem like they're subject matter experts and all kind of different things. But you don't know who these people are. All you see is words and avatars and then they just pop up on. On screen, you see their little avatar, you know, flashing when they're talking. But where where are your credentials to speak on any of this stuff? So, if I were on that panel and somebody clown me about my credentials, well, there's really nothing I can do because you got to understand the mentality of Black YouTube when it comes to these panels and these debates. They're only the the only person that they're only there to see who can get the most jokes off or the most insults off. So. If you're not good at insulting and clowning people, then you trying to come in there with some I'm an expert. I know what I'm talking about. Nobody's going to pay attention to you, not even the audience, not even the, the panelists, because that's not why they're there. They're there for the bullshit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I, I hate to say but, it. But, but, but what about if the information is but what about if the, the information is so wrong that you feel like it's hurting the minds of people? being miseducated is detrimental to the community like it's just stuff that look man this this shit is like, like look I, I i need to i gotta re-educate this because this is totally not even in the ballpark i mean there's just, just totally inaccurate information well in order to counter that you're gonna that have to, you to even hear well i'm saying if you go into the panel and you're trying to correct this misinformation you're gonna have to correct it in such a manner that the panel and the audience is receiving to it, meaning you're gonna have to go in there, crack jokes and, and, and insults and and sound like them as you're trying to force feed them the accurate information. <laughs> I mean, let's just say somebody's okay. listening to all these panels 
and they up there calling you a bitch ass nigga. You don't know what you're talking about. Fuck nigga, yada, yada, yada. You can't come on there. Well, I, I actually have a master's degree in information technology and an MBA, which I actually do have. I can't go on there talking like that. Cause they're gonna be like, oh, this nerd ass nigga right here. Uh, here he come trying to flex his degree. I know, I know about IT, nigga. I got the latest iPhone in my pocket. I'm an IT expert. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so they're not gonna be receiving. <laughs> they're only gonna be receiving to it when I come in there and start calling him a bitch ass nigga. Like, all right, shut your and dumb then, ass up. And I got an iPhone, my so, nigga. Like, did you even pay for the shit? Did you steal it? You know, I got I got to be on some dumb shit with them. That's just that's, so that's what I've you learned. Gotta, you got to act a negro. You got to uh -huh. act a negro first, and then then you got to act a negro first, and then explain it to them. Yeah, but you can only act. In, but here's the thing: once you get to acting a negro, they're gonna get to acting a negro, and guess what? Everything's just gonna get lost in a bunch of yelling and screaming. People trying to talk over each other, yada, yada, yada. So my point is this. You can go that route and try to correct the information or you could just make your own, put out your information on your own channel and, and then try to get, you know, do whatever you got to do to market and promote your channel to hopefully get people over there to hear the correct information from somebody who actually is a professional and this has the, the education, the certifications and the experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, like I can't go in there arguing yeah. on black YouTube about how, how great of a tech guy I am. So what? I, I went to Tuskegee. I got a degree in engineering. I got two master degrees. You know what I'm saying? Nobody gives a shit in black YouTube. <laughs> and, and I can prove this because even, even on my own channel, I got 6,500 subs on my own channel. Nobody even watches my IT videos when I used to post them to my channel. I will post an IT video to my channel just, just talking about IT, trying to give some basic information, trying to encourage people to watch it. They would barely get 100 views. So I stopped putting IT stuff on there. I make a dedicated channel to IT. I got channels that are about to break. I got videos that's about to break 5,000 views over there. You know what I'm saying? Because this is what people are wow. coming there to watch. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is you got to, I guess you got to, I guess what I'm saying is you got to kind of pick and choose your battles because you got to remember you're going up against you're coming in there with your education, degrees, certifications, trying to flex and correct people. But look at who you are trying to flex and correct on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the, like just the imagine, ignorant, the just ignorant, just, the imagine you got your college degree. You see a bunch of, you see a bunch of uh, uh, first graders on the playground fussing and fighting. And here you come in there. Well, I actually graduated high school and college. And they're looking at you like, nigga. Who cares? We're here to throw rocks and kick each other. We're, we're in kindergarten. What are we supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? It's, that's how, That's kind of how I view it. You have a bunch of grown people trying to live a second childhood on YouTube. And then here you and I, the, the actual real professionals trying to come in here and be like, yo, we can actually educate, help and help and school some of you people in certain things. Dude, we're dealing with children on here. No matter how old they are, they, they, they are like children experiencing a second childhood. So you have to go at it accordingly with these people. That's why I'm yeah, always I agree. That's why I channels. I'm just in the comments clowning. That, that's what I do. <laughs> well, I'm going to say I did take that approach. Um, you know, that, that was an infamous situation in which a, a white guy went on a panel uh, trying to dismiss the intelligence of black men and they were arguing over intelligence testing. And yeah. uh, I actually did a video to correct what everybody was talking about that was wrong because mm -hmm. none of them have ever administered, nor do they know how to read the research for intelligence testing. So I had to educate the uh, 
you know, black YouTube on what, what that process is like and, and the efficacy of that particular test and the research that they read that didn't apply to what they were actually arguing about in the first place. So I actually decided to take that approach instead of me jumping, trying to dump on the panel and arguing, yelling at people. So I, I definitely understand the importance of taking that route as opposed to being confrontational and you trying to educate people on, on the correct information. So I, I definitely agree with you saying that. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, just best, I just feel like that's the best way to handle it. Yeah. I mean, cause so, you get to, okay. you get to handle it and address it on your own terms, man, in a cohesive thought out manner over there. It's just, it's just Sparta. You, you just kicking digital, throwing digital punches and digital kicks all over the place. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what they're that's what people are there to see. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Well, man, we're gonna go ahead and 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 um and wrap it up, man. This was a very, very one of my most pro productive. Uh, I want to say definitely one of my more productive live streams. And um this is actually the first tech, the first um actual um time that I actually even discussed tech in this in this manner. Or even ask someone that actually, you know, has the, you know, the, the experience and so forth and the training to 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 discuss this particular industry in detail like you have. So I definitely appreciate you for coming in. I, I definitely wanted to converse with just to ask you some of the things because I just wanted your point of view of it and just more just to learn about the the um, the, the the development of tech and how it's going to look in the future. I'm I'm very interested in in seeing what are going to be some of the uh, the tech technological advances you know saying you know for instance i know you're talking about 5g but what you know maybe five years we may have 10g or something like that i don't know i'm just saying you know no no telling what that may look like <laughs> so um any last words before we wrap up brother uh yeah uh, well first of all y'all can go sub to my channel <laughs> g dizzle and my tech yeah, channel. i was gonna bring that up last but go ahead i'll let you do it okay <laughs> and, and, my, and my tech channel tech g if you want to learn entry-level it like that is the primary focus of it um but overall when, when it comes i know i know i have like a, a somewhat of a reputation on youtube when especially when it comes to my my main channel of going hard on black people <laughs> it's crazy you guys got to understand something, man. I don't, I don't, I don't express this enough, but you guys got to understand. So I came up. I'm 40 years old. So you know, I grew up in life. I grew up. Uh, I lived life before the internet, and so we grew up cracking jokes and clowning. Now understand, I'm a biracial dude who grew up in a family full of black people. So I always stood out like a sore thumb. So guess what? I've been clown for being biracial by my own family. To where when I was young, I would go run and cry until I got tired of running and crying. So I had to start clowning back. So when I get to cracking jokes and clowning, you got to understand this is, this is just the way I come. This is the era I come from. I was a teenager in the 90s. This is how we got down. We, 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 we clown people, jones on people, and went at people. Yep. Also, you got to understand, I was in the military for 13 years. I'm used to talking to people a certain type of way where I got I to gotta, I gotta basically break people down call them dust bags and pieces of shit all over the place and then try to build them back up. So when y'all hear me talking reckless and greasy on YouTube about black society, it's not because I'm just having a feel that, yeah, let's go in on black people. No, I believe you have to identify these deficiencies before you can even begin the process of trying to fix them. 
know what I'm saying? I think a lot of black folks just just like to hide from where they suck at in life because nobody is is bold enough to tell them. And then once you once you identify it, then you have to present a solution to fix it. And so I have my solution, which is IT. I don't have I don't have a one size fits all solution. I believe that's impossible. But I, I at least do present a solution. So after I'm through, after I'm through verbally smacking you guys around, because some of y'all need to be smacked around to face reality, then I present a solution to you as to how you could potentially fix it if you believe the solution is warranted. So that's that is what I try to do on my channel. And like I say, it's it's all out of love. You know what I'm saying? Because I really I care about the community. And I'm, I'm not one of these people who just going to be totally like abandon the community, let it burn. I've said that before in the past, but it was more so in a joking manner. But I'm just like, there is parts of me that still has faith, but it's just going to take more people like me to embrace being called uh, a sellout in a coon because we speak the real <laughs> and tell you what the real deal is. They're just running and pointing our fingers at white people every five seconds or running and pointing our finger at black women every five seconds. It's like, no, dude, there's certain things that you can control and can fix and try to get your life on and pop it. Because I guarantee once you do some little things, you start racking up some small little victories here. I guarantee your mentality is probably going to start to change to where you, you actually have confidence in yourself to where, you know what, maybe I can actually go out there and try to do some shit. So that is what my channel is, is primarily about. And yes, I do have a black wife. Thank you, Elise. I've been married to a black woman for 14 years, so I'm qualified to talk about you niggas all day long. One... <laughs> yeah, but nah, but yeah, that, that's pretty much what I do. Like I said, I really want to help the community as much as I can. You know, you know, this is the only way I can do it because you know I'm not I'm not moving back into the hood, but at least I can reach out and talk to you niggas through the internet. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you, brother. That's what I like. You will start talking to you. Say, yeah, I do have a black. <laughs> that's wild. That's what I like. That would trip me out sometimes. You will talk like real serious on something, and then somebody can say something. Then your whole your whole mindset, like your whole mood, will change to something. Then you'll 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 deal with that. Then you go back to what you were talking about. <laughs> I used to That's be like common. that. I used to be like that in the military, dude. So this is not like an act with me. It's like I used to be in the military. I'd be <laughs> yeah. in a deep conversation. Then I see somebody do something stupid. I get the clown and then going off and then go right back to this other conversation as if I just didn't get finished embarrassing the fuck out of this other person. I just learned that from the you know, that's just this is kind of how I've been doing things for years, B. You know what I'm saying? I, I appreciate it. It's 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 entertaining. In the hearing, I just want to let you know that even though I know you're serious, but it's just seeing it is it just when, when you do it, it's entertaining to see it. It tripped me out when you do that though. But but again, brother, I, I appreciate you for coming in today, man. It was definitely, definitely a, a great interview. Uh, I appreciate how you educated us in regards to STEM and, and in tech and so forth. Um, you know, come in anytime you want to come. You know, here I'm actually in the process right now of uh, I'm creating another channel too, um, as we speak. And um, I'm, I'm actually going to do some upgrades and stuff like that. Camera upgrades, background upgrades. So I'm actually going to do a channel. I actually talked to a guy about doing SEO stuff. And yeah. he told me, he looked at my channel and said, I'm so tied in with so much stuff with Pro Black, um, the Manosphere stuff and other different stuff. He said, you better off just starting a whole other channel just strictly on mental health for, for the community, period. Whether it's everybody, yeah. no matter what, just. It's just basically just basic mental health. It ain't it ain't geared to one 
population just for anybody that want to learn about mental health. It's going to be an educational channel just strictly on mental health itself. So I'm, a, um, I'm, I'm definitely um, planning to do that and hopefully get it launched in about the next two or three weeks. I'm, I'm going to just focus on content and how I want to do it. So I, I think that's a route, man. It's, it's better to have a second channel of what you really like to do. And then you can deal with stuff that kind of is like an alter ego or just stuff. You just want to do what the hell you want to do and say what you want to say. So I, I definitely going to take that route also. So brother, um, I appreciate you for coming in, man. It's been a pleasure and uh, go ahead and drop you out, but I appreciate you for coming in, man. Have a good, good night. All right, brother. Be easy. All right. All right, guys. Um, for, for again, this is uh, his his channel. You can go check it out. His, his website www.technologyg.com. Uh, just a little bit before I kind of get out of here and so forth. Again, man, I appreciate you all for coming in today. You all showed up. The conscious clientele definitely, definitely showed up deep tonight. Appreciate you all for being here. Um, again, guys, this is D Darrell. For anybody that comes from G Channel. You can come chill out with the conscious clientele. We talk about a lot of manosphere stuff. Um, a lot of people here are not popular figures, uh, such as myself and Red Pill Exposed and some others in, in this particular space. But hey, we, we definitely come here. We, we definitely have um, intellectual conversation, and it is mixed with a little, you know, alternative type comments and discussions. But we do what we do. So, um, uh, um, again, um, I, I'm glad that you all were able to come in today. Um, let me answer this question from K Coaching. He said, when the song dropping? Actually, um, K Coaching, the, the song is actually completed. I have to do some on-site filming for the last portion, the last three minutes of the video. So I'm actually going to do the filming of that tomorrow. And I'm probably going to release the song probably... If not Monday, probably Tuesday of next week. So that's that's pretty much what I'm going to do. My it's going to be it's going to be me singing. I'm not rapping on this one. I'm I'm definitely talking about people who look. You know the, the guy that that coined the term. I, I'm I'm all I miss with is light skinned girls, and you all know who that is. Fantastic simping, and uh, you know I'm going to talk about the avatar that he's in love with, and it's going to be coupled with other people in that particular camp such as lane changer and then i'll and then also with that i'm going to give snippets of commentary by lane changer and fantastic simping that show that exemplifies the the level of simping and and, and hypnotism that this avatar put them through and at the in the last part of the of the uh video it will showcase me singing uh on site in a particular location giving you know, giving praise to dark skinned, beautiful dark skinned women such as Elise, such as Atlanta, Atlanta. Um, ah, what is Atlanta uh, last name? Atlanta 84, uh, Angel, Atlanta Angel 84, Faith, and others. So, I'm, I'm definitely going to name quite a few beautiful black queens that are in black YouTube along the way. So, it's going to be about 12, somewhere around 12, 13 minutes. You're definitely going to love it. I'm definitely going to do a community post. Before I actually re re review, before I actually release the song, and so I'm going to release the song that day, and then I'm going to probably do a live stream of me 
giving a review of the song and, and your responses. So with that being said, guys, I appreciate you all for coming in. This is D. Durrell with the Conscious Clientele. Have a great night.